Caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at caregiving is a ministry, all one word. Today we're in the book of Lamentations, Lamentations, chapters, chapter 3, verses 22 through 27. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. This passage coincides with the passage we discussed in last episode with David needing a right now miracle to being able to wait expectantly on God. This passage um, helps us further understand why. Listen to the first portion of this passage. It is a resume of God in essence. He shows us that we can count on God, that he is merciful holy being a holy God cannot stand in the presence of sin nor can he allow sin to be in his presence that's how holy our God is he could consume us but his mercies through the shed blood of Jesus having been washed in his blood we are therefore not consumed and we are able to go to him and lift up our request Let's allow that to sink in for a second. We, you and I, are able to go to God, the God of the universe, and have have a conversation with him and give him a list of all the things that bother us. Does that make any sense to you that we would be able to do that? To me, it doesn't. That a holy God would sacrifice himself through his son to allow you and me to be in his presence. But that's exactly what he did. His mercy has been established in that we can go to him. Next, the author states that God is compassionate and that his compassions never fail. What does that mean? It means that we have his heart and that when we're suffering, he suffers with us. Recall Hebrews 4.15, it states, Jesus understands all about our suffering. That's compassion. Then the author declares that God is his portion, which is another way of saying God is enough. God is everything that I need. Based on God showing his faithfulness and mercy and compassion, the author then shows us that God will provide, that God's enough for him and therefore he can be enough for us, can't he? Is he enough for you? Does the way you talk give an indication that God is all that you need. An example would be um, like when I was relocating from Hawaii to Tampa, one of my friends asked if I had friends here. And well, at the time, I didn't know that my friends, the mazes, were here, but that would not have mattered. And it didn't matter when I res- didn't matter when I responded to her. My response was, no. I don't have friends there, but just as God provided for Mama and I here and allowed us to meet you, he will provide for us there. 
And then, of course, I discovered that the mazes were here. That statement gave an indication of my trust in God, that I had experienced his faithfulness and understood that since he's the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, why would he not provide for me on this end? (laughs) Which he did. As long as I was walking in accordance with his will. Another example of um, is me now, you know, getting ready to relocate to California in the summer for school so that I can be on campus versus being online. California is very expensive. And I told God that as if he didn't know. And and I would be concerned about finding a place. I, I was concerned about finding a place to live. God has given me a beautiful home here, and I knew that the prices were way too high with my retirement, that I couldn't match what I have here or there. But after I told him my concerns, I felt like he said, and, as if, is there anything too hard for me? So I said, God, I'm sure you will work everything out. And so therefore, I don't have any concerns now. And guess what? I'm going to live on campus in a two-bedroom apartment. Granted, it'll be a little smaller, but it'll be adequate for my needs and the price. Because it's on campus, it fits my budget. That's God being faithful. Now going back to the question on the table. Do you know that God is your portion? Is Is he enough for you? You can't come this far in your walk with him and not see how faithful God has been to you through this season of caregiving or whatever season you find yourself in. If you don't recognize what God has done for you by now, what will it take? And understand God is not under any obligation to provide you, um, provide to you that he is faithful. If you are a seasoned saint, you know, if you're young in the faith, he goes over and beyond to show you that he is faithful so that your your faith can be established. But if you're a seasoned saint, you know, old enough to know better and to have been through some things with him, he's not going to jump through hoops for you. You're supposed to know it by now. Rest on his word and the experiences that he's brought you through thus far. Lastly, the author declares that God is good to those who wait on him because of what we just stated. We recognize that he's enough for us. Our waiting with a good attitude, that's the waiting patient part. It shows that we trust God and and trust his timing. Why would he not be good to those who have surrendered to him and allow him to move in their lives as he see fit? That's what you do, right? This is what waiting on God is, from God's perspective. Today, I really want you to sit with yourself and be honest with yourself. Is God enough for you? Is he, and do you recognize that he is? To look past your circumstances and focus on him, recognizing his goodness and faithfulness to you and allowing him to show you how he has and will continue to work things out for your good. There are times when things don't look good. When my mother was first diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I thought it was the end. But I can say through the 12 years, God moved in ways that I never would have imagined. And if he did it for me, guess what? 
he'll do it for you. So surrender to God today and allow him to be your all in all. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for being a God who, whose compassions never fail, that are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Today we come with surrendered hearts, asking you to help us to relinquish any kind of control that we may think we have in our lives and our hearts, to allow you to be our portion, to be all that we need, recognizing that you really do orchestrate everything and we really don't want control of the of the mess that we've made that we can't do a better job than what you can do help us to come to you and delight in you and acknowledge how faithful you have been to us thus far to not get crowded by heartbreak bad diagnosis bad relationships perhaps a job that we don't feel fulfilled in or a relationship let's get all of that out of the way Lord and come to you and allow you to speak to our hearts and allow your compassion to wash over us and your mercies and then Likewise, let us do that for those around us. We want our lives to be a sweet-smelling aroma to you, to always give back and to point back to you and what you've done for us. But help us, Lord, to acknowledge and know and rest in that you are enough for us. We love you and we praise your name. In the name that is above every name, Jesus our Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.